listening to 107.5 FM on RTV. This is Student Radio Maastricht. I'm Jay and today our guest is Sebastian Prince. Hello! Hi, I'm super glad to be here. Yeah, great <laughs> to have you. So we're gonna start off with your first song, Mood, right? Yes. So let's give that a listen and then we'll come back later and talk about it. Okay. I just wanna see me and be satisfied I just wanna hear me Without being afraid Of every wrong note And with no doubt That what I'm doing Is somehow right One of conversations Without sessions of overthinking Every word that I said In disguise I saw the faces of the others Let me ignore the look in their eyes When am I finally over this? I'm sick of this fucking mood What a waste of time this is To only think about the bad and not about the good I would like to fit in Without anxiously thinking That I don't belong here Am I a fraud? Pretending to be happy With no trouble Hiding behind a wall Built to Of this paradise Looking forward and no looking back Celebrating on the imperfect Is it time to open my mind? Cause I know that I'm one of a kind Is it my time to take the right steps and directions Where everything fits When am I finally I'm sick of this fucking mood What a waste of time this is To only think about the bad And not about the good And not about the good There's so much good in this world You will find it That was Mood by Sebastian Prince, who's here in the studio. Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> so that's a pretty personal song, isn't it? Oh, most definitely, yes. Are all your songs very personal? Um, mostly, definitely, yes. Uh, I try to also throw some fun songs into there <laughs> so that it doesn't get too sad at times. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so as you guys just heard, Sebastian has a beautiful voice. When you. did you find that voice? Um, so, as every singer will tell you, I started singing as soon as I was speaking, which is true. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think the first time I really got into it was when I started singing in a choir in primary school when I was around like nine years old, um, which back then was classical music, um, which I uh, fairly fast noticed is 
very nice, but not my personal style. <laughs> <laughs> so around uh, 12, I started to get jazz and pop uh, singing lessons. Okay, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and was there any particular artists at the time that really inspired you? Oof. For me, this question is always really hard because I was someone, um, and I am, still am someone, that uh, just listens to music that kind of reaches me. I uh, feel you, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Without uh, really searching for it. So I, I was never really able to answer this particular question because I was just inspired by everything music that was surrounding me. Always. Uh, that's great, because sometimes we don't need to be specific, actually. Um, can I ask how old you are? I am 23 years old. I just had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 23. So you were born, I guess, in 1999. Yes. Wow, my math is amazing. <laughs> A plus. <laughs> so maybe that gives us more context then, perhaps, than specific yeah. names all the time. And where are you from? I'm from Aachen, from Germany. Cool. Our little neighbor there on the other side yes. of the, <laughs> the ball that swings. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so what brought you in Aachen? What was maybe the first time you wrote a song or created your own music that you said, this is mine? Um, so the first song that I wrote that I remember uh, was when I was around 11 years old. So it was just like a very brief uh, German Schlager, I guess, <laughs> you know, as easy as possible. And I think I really got into songwriting when I was around 13, 14, um, because I discovered there that it was a very uh, good way of transferring my emotions mm. um, into music and into lyrics, um, often things that I struggled with uh, expressing otherwise. So I think that's what made me become a songwriter in, in the first place. <laughs> Very nice. So in this particular track, you can hear it's about mood, but it's uh, dealing more with a maybe more negative disposition. Is that something you struggle with in your daily or? Um, I definitely did struggle with that, with that a lot when I was a teenager. I think like a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, but mood is uh, actually about um, how I felt in the first years of my study. I'm studying now masters of jazz vocals at the conservatory here in Maastricht. Wow. <laughs> um, and um, like with many people, it's in the beginning, it's a bit of a self-finding when mm. you start studying music and you have a lot of very talented people around you. And it's very easy to develop a, an imposter syndrome. For sure. Um, so the song is uh, talking about being self-conscious and do I really belong here and am I good enough for the study am I good enough to make it in the music world um, and actually the outro the there's so much good in this world uh, you will find it don't be afraid of getting hurt mm. um, that was not part of the song originally the song I wrote in 2019 I think 2018 2019 um, but it was added when we started recording the song because it's a bit of a me telling as me saying something to my old self, uh, being self-conscious, saying everything will be fine. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you, you had some later reflection on your earlier self that is maybe coming to the surface in an environment that you feel uh, insecure in. It's ironic with this whole jazz school thing where you think you're finally in, an, in a musical environment that you can uh, express yourself, but it's still such a struggle for many people. What song do we have next? The next song is going to be So Fine, which will be very different. Um, one of the happy songs I was talking about. <laughs> nice. And is there anything we should uh, pay attention to or should we just jump right in? Uh, if you can, stand up and dance. <laughs> All right. So stand up and put your feet in the floor and we'll be right back after this. Okay.
Listening to 107.5 FM on RTV Maastricht. I'm here with Sebastian Prince, and that was the track. So fine. Yeah. So fine. <laughs> so you told me that's a silly song. That is definitely a silly song. <laughs> um, I wrote it actually. This was one of the first songs that I almost wrote completely uh, digitally. Digitally. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, and my goal was just to make it as fun as possible. So, yes, the lyrics are kind of silly, but. I like it. I think it's funny. Oh, I love cheese. <laughs> it's my favorite food. <laughs> so you said this is the first digital one. Normally, how do you write your music? Um, usually, most of my songs start with um, an in improvisation um, that I just go to the piano, which is my main instrument, mm. um, start throwing on some random chords, see what happens, and then put on... Uh, my recorder on my phone <laughs> and yes. improvise lyrics and then transcribe whatever I like of it. That's a really great process. It's yeah. really nice. I think maybe sometimes we can be like, oh, I need to write a song, but actually there's music all the time. So if mm -hmm. you just get that music and it's almost like sampling it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we heard some piano in the earlier track. Was that you playing? Um, I think I played it in maybe and then we kind of adjusted it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the best player in the world, I have to admit. <laughs> Even the best player in the world would never admit that. So. <laughs> um, so you said this is the first one you composed digitally, but all of your music has a digital tone. Where does that come from? Um, so actually I'm working together with a very, very nice producer, friend, and also a teacher um, at the conservatory that I'm studying at, <laughs> <laughs> Glückskind alias Freddy. Um, Say yeah. hi. Hey, I'm also here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's here too. Just silent. So we have the artist and the producer in the studio, and that's a treat because we get a full look at how this uh, came to be. What was it like working with Sebastian? How long have you been working together? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so we started with one song and just as a tryout, and then that went really well, and then we decided to commit to an album. Uh, we first thought that's going to be around six months. We had like a first plan on that and uh, now we're <laughs> finishing it up. It, I mean, it's almost done, just some polishing, but it's it's been two years now. Wow, okay. Yes. So did it start in 2020 or 21? 2021? 20, yeah, I, <laughs> I think so. Beginning of 2021. <laughs> now you're testing my math skills. <laughs> we, we're not known for our math skills <laughs> here on Student Radio. <laughs> Uh, cool. So, and what was that first song? Is it in the album that you were releasing? Or is it a song that's like the first track you guys worked on together? Is it lost ah, yes. to the archives or is it <laughs> the yeah. first song that we uh, worked on together? It will definitely be on the album. Yes. Um, 
It will so there will be there were already three single releases which were Mood, So Fine and the next song that will be That Woman Was You. Um <laughs> and uh, then there will be two more single releases and then in the end um all of the the songs which are 10 in total will come together with an album release which will be on the 14th of April. Cool. Okay, so it's a long release uh, timeline. Yes. But that's nice it gives you Is the album finished? Uh mostly so. I mean, we were always growing with this album so Uh, in the beginning, we had 10 ideas, and then we thought those are the 10 songs, but uh, we we didn't even follow up with some of them. And then as it goes on, it got better and better. So now it's, yeah, ready to be released, I would say. Nice. If you work together in the future, would your process be like this? Because now you're so familiar, do you think? I think so. I, I mean, we're, we work very closely together since a while, and for for a few months, we met on a weekly basis sometimes even a few times a week amazing um which was always very uh like mostly very uh well worked yeah, worked very well <laughs> very fast <laughs> that was the word that i was searching um so i think yeah we definitely know each other well enough to also uh non-verbal understand what we mean <laughs> oh that's so important <laughs> yes especially when you're making creative decisions it's Yeah, yeah, you have to also develop a certain kind of trust, right? Yeah. Um, because he has seen my process. Mm -hmm. And when you start songs, they can sound quite bad. And it's like, yeah, yeah, trust me, really trust <laughs> me. This idea will sound great in about one week. <laughs> and yeah, you have to have a partner by your side who then says, okay, I will give you the benefit of the doubt for one week. So you have this mutual trust. And what was it about Sebastian's uh, artistry that made you easily commit to making a project together let's say uh, I mean there, there's always something in every music you can um, connect to and I, I like to um, connect to mostly emotions and at the beginning all Sebastian brought to me were the lyrics and uh, well some chords some of which we actually changed so it was really the, the melodies and the lyrics that was there in the beginning and that's what I connected to and then I was thinking to myself maybe that's the story that I want to tell musically Nice. So the first song, Mood, had a very contrasting emotional spectrum to the one we just heard, So Fine. Just in a brief way, can you describe for our audience how you would maybe make the difference between a more melancholic track and one that is being a silly, upbeat kind of vibe? Yeah, so in the the silly ones, they're really easy to make, essentially you just keep adding stuff and you just ask yourself one question and which is is it fun <laughs> and then at some point you just think i have enough fun stuff in there now i just polish it and we, we have a great song there the sad ones they're way harder to make because you, you you can't like ever make it too cheesy because then it loses its authenticity so you mm. it's a very fine line so i feel the sad ones they're We are much more serious when we work on them. We are much more uh, judgy with our own work. So they they definitely take five times as long. And then it's, it's really every element that goes in, you have to ask yourself, does it carry the same emotion as the lyrics? And sometimes you have a great idea and you put it in and it's just like a cool drum beat or whatever. And it just it doesn't fit the right energy. And mm. you made something extremely cool that just doesn't work in that song. So it seems like you ask yourself these questions almost like a third person in the room to see if they're being effective. Is that happening explicitly or, or are you keeping that in your mind when you're doing it? I mean, when Sebastian is there and we're working on it, uh, we definitely ask this out loud sometimes. Mm. Cool. Okay, so the next track we have is That Woman. How did this piece come about? Maybe we'll start with Sebastian and then we'll see how Freddie took it from your hands and... Digified it, yeah. Um, that Woman Was You is uh, one of my more recent songs. Um, also a complete ballad. <laughs> um, and the process with this one was uh, a bit different than uh, everything we we produced together before. Um, because with this one we try to stay as small as possible. Like Freddie was talking about, because that was the best way to um, bring across the emotion that mm. we wanted to bring across. Like to maintain intimacy? Yes. Yeah. And um, before we listen, what is the, like, what are these lyrics about for you? Uh, that Woman Was You is, um, can connect to many people. Uh, it's talking about a, a loved one who 
um, has had a, had a very high influence, important influence on you and your life and um, got you out of dark feelings. Um, and even though that these people sometimes are not here anymore, they will always have had that uh, that positive effect on your life. That's what the song is talking about. That sounds like it's not an explicitly romantic love, but could also be family or yes. etc. Yeah, yes. so it's the, the broader love. Yes, the broader love. That's very <laughs> nice. And so, Freddie, when you received this song from Sebastian, what was your first impression or how did it maybe change as you worked on it and how did you make it come to life? I mean, um, when Sebastian brings his songs, he always just plays them on piano and sings them for me. And with this one, I felt the message of it was already so strong that I was really scared that whatever I would add would ruin it. Mm. Um, so we decided we don't want to add anything. This we It was actually the last song we started working on and it barely made it on the album just because there wasn't any more space. Mm. Um, and we decided it doesn't need the production that we had on the other track. It doesn't need days of polishing. It just needs this pure emotion. So we actually didn't do anything to it. The piano you can hear is the very first time Sebastian played it for me. And the oh, wow. uh, vocals you can hear also from that very same take. I love a first take uh, results, especially with that kind of song, because it taps into this almost improvisatory thing, just the immediate energy mm -hmm. where you're not... Um, aiming for anything other than to be completely honest to the, the music that you're trying to create. So let's listen to it. I have the title here is cut off on my file. So can you please <laughs> introduce it for us? That woman was you. So this is that woman was you from Sebastian Prince and stay tuned after this for more chat. Okay, bye. Life is bright 
That was That Woman Was You by Sebastian Prince, who we have in the studio today. Hello. With the producer, Freddie Tings. Hey. What's your producer name again? Uh, Glückskin. Glückskin. Your voice is amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Seriously, it's amazing. I Personally, I really love the oscillation between like, there's two like things happening that my ears particularly like is the your vibrato seems super intentional like it's never just there in to my ears and then the other thing is sometimes you get the little raspiness which is just mm, such a <laughs> such a gift especially when you see um someone who's trained in a conservatory you don't often get a more like raspy voice going on anyway i love that i wanted to maybe do something fun for people everybody kind of secretly loves to sing right I think so. Maybe not <laughs> as much as someone like you when you were 10 and 11. Do you do you sing in your shower or? Uh, I do not. I only sing in the car. It's the only place <laughs> oh, okay. I feel safe. I just wanted yeah. to say everyone sings in the car. I don't drive, so <laughs> maybe I'm missing out on <laughs> something. You are. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so yeah, every everybody loves to sing, but there's some techniques, let's say, that are a bit out of reach if you don't know what you're doing. But everybody loves this vibrato effect. Mm -hmm. um, so first, can you describe what vibrato is for someone who doesn't know what that is? So uh, vibrato is a hopefully intentional slight shift of of the tone like it kind of rises up and below the tone that you're trying to hit and uh, it's often used to convey uh, emotion in, in a more emotional <laughs> way <laughs> so can you if you don't mind yes. sing us a straight tone and then a, a tone with vibrato right. i will try my best to do the straight tones because actually <laughs> one of the things that i had to learn in in the conservatory is to control my vibrato. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so, okay, this would be a straight tone. Uh, as straight as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and now the same tone with vibrato would be. Uh, Great, so if you're listening, maybe you can hear the difference where it has that <laughs> wavy effect. Now, what I wanted to see is if you could maybe give us a little crash course tutorial and if you've never figured out how to do that with your voice or maybe mm -hmm. yeah how would how would you teach it to somebody i i think the easiest way i would describe it is try to wiggle your larynx mm, okay. <laughs> so it's not with your air it's with your it's with it's i mean it comes from everything as always with singing True. because we are using our uh, body as our instrument yeah um but i think the first uh, start where I would start is just to sing two notes that are very slightly apart from each other, like ah, ah, and then get faster and faster. Ah. Amazing! <laughs> yeah, so if you wanna if you wanna be Sebastian Prince, <laughs> just follow that one quick hack. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so you shared some of your vocal technique with us. Now I want to ask, with the techniques of having a very raw recording, how do you be so hands-off in that situation? Um, so it's actually quite difficult, especially with conservatory-trained um, singers. So once a pro uh, musician becomes very professional, they become very um, conscious of what they do, right? So when I just put a microphone uh, somewhere close to Sebastian and then have him like perform the song for me, it's it's very easy and he's very raw as we just heard and it's it's all coming natural to him. And then we actually tried and recorded this uh, again to you know make it perfect, make it exactly what we wanted it to be. Um, However, it all sounded worse because he started <laughs> overthinking it. He started <laughs> controlling everything, and then okay, it sounded a bit better in like pitch and in all those technical terms, but it just it was lacking really the emotion. So, in this uh, particular song, we did had no chance uh, to get it right that way. So we had to actually take the first take that he um, ever produced, uh, where he didn't even mean to record it. It was just <laughs> one no! take. Yeah, <laughs> like a scratch take. Yeah, yes. there, there's mistakes in there too. There's like some mouse clicking and stuff yeah. that I had to edit out. Yes. It, it almost and worked. I also changed up some some words, but it still made sense. Luckily, yes, that's amazing. <laughs> so that are the new official lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's so great. I I love that. Um, 
I had a question, but my mind is skipping a beat right now. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there anything you want to share about this process that we haven't touched on yet? Um, I think it's always uh, what what you were talking about just now. I think that's one of the things that you have to unlearn after studying to mm. be such a perfectionist. Mm. Um, because obviously in our study, uh, like everyone else, we want to become as good and as perfect as possible. And then um, it's a it's a journey to get back uh, to the emotionality that brought you to music in the first place because it becomes such a theoretical matter sometimes to some people. Um, for me, that is, a, that is a process that started around when we started recording the album, around third, fourth year of my study, when I really decided I want to do what I want to do. I mean, mm. I'm studying at a jazz conservatory and uh, the Conservatory of Maastricht is amazing and allows me to pursue my music while also wanting to uh, have to get a degree in jazz. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm back to my roots, I would say. Cool, cool. Um, as a okay, so when you're a performer, perfection is created, or the attempt to perfection is created in the practice room, right? Mm -hmm. But when you are a producer, perfection can be clicks away from you. Where do you start to? Or how do you feel like okay, I'm done? Or how do you draw that line? And, well, yeah. oh, that that's difficult. Yeah. I think <laughs> this actually paralyzes a tons of music producers uh, that they just never feel like it's just quite right. So, um, yeah, especially with this, for example, it's always easy to correct pitch, timing, all of that. But when the emotion isn't there, it just doesn't work, right? So, um, I also always told Sebastian, just kind of not think about all the technical stuff. He obviously still did. And <laughs> we, we had some serious talking to do to them. <laughs> and uh, tea. Yeah, lots of tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots of tea. Calling down the, tea. Oh, yeah, okay, so like... <laughs> Yeah. Chill. Yes. Yeah. Um, with the when is it done? Uh, actually, I mean, we never found that line. We just at some point threw a, a release date down, and then <laughs> that was when it had to be ready. And we're still working on the songs. We could have released them one year ago. I think it would have worked. Um, except without a deadline, you just don't. You just keep going and you keep going again and again. <laughs> and I honestly think nobody can ever release anything without putting a deadline down that's very helpful advice to anybody who's listening who might be trying to finish something that they have maybe too so much of their heart and you want it to be not even if you're if you don't think you're a perfectionist we all want to make effective music mm -hmm. you know the most punk musician still wants to make fucking effective music you know mm. but that's still perfectionism <laughs> you're still striving for an unattainable absolute ideal you know yeah for you as a singer vocalist and lyricist i imagine you know you i don't know like i'm so jealous that you get to work with words <laughs> <laughs> but is that something where i can imagine maybe there's some kind of dance between the emotion and the perfection and the even mm. within creating the words like how do you come to these words and let them be the lyrics like you have them and then okay this is the song those are done like the yeah. words are done so um i am quite fortunate to uh, be able to improvise lyrics as well Ooh. like sometimes it's uh, a lot of gibberish but there there's always some sentence that just come from the emotion of playing the piano and coming up with melodies cool. that result in lyrics though i do have some songs um that started with the lyrics for example because i really enjoy uh writing uh, lyrics and conveying my uh, emotion mm. through that um, so yeah a lot of the songs on the album have to me a very deep meaning and deep lyrics then there's songs like so fine <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know sometimes it's just a flow it's it's, it's uh, there's uh, ways you can and techniques you can uh, use to um, inspire yourself but often it's just the inspiration itself and it just comes and it just reappears. I just recently wrote a song, for example, between two students. I'm also teaching in Aachen at a music school. Mm. Um, and it was also an improvisation. It's a four minute audio and I only had to change one lyrics line and I, I love it. And it's, it's just so real, you know, because it just comes out of the, the moment. 
Um, wow, that's amazing. And you can also do that in few languages, I guess, maybe. English and German, I would say. Yeah. But I, 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 don't, I really rarely sing in German. Really? Because isn't <laughs> yes. it a very poetic language? I don't know anything yeah. about German. Yeah. Uh, I would say so. I don't know. I think maybe that's something that I will have to touch in the future because it mm. seems more scary because it would be even more personal. I would say. Ah, yeah, okay. I think like I really I also really like the sound of English. I think it's a very nice sound to to sing music in. Mm. Um I do think that German can be a bit deeper because we have like more words that we can combine and we have very a lot of descriptionary words in German. Yeah, really. Um but yeah, I I don't know. To I'm be, just I'm just surrounded to be to be answered in the future. I'm just surrounded by so much English, which I also really love. I love studying in an international environment. It gives me a lot of inspiration. Totally, so. <laughs> it's been because I, I also studied in this environment, and I often found myself the only native English speaker. And then I went home to Canada, and everyone said, "Bro, your English is so messed up now," <laughs> and I didn't even realize. We're speaking international English. Yeah, I think we have like a Maastricht accent yeah, or something definitely. like that. It's bizarre. Um, okay, cool. So you have this very flowing, intuitive process. How do you take that, Freddie, as a producer? And in some senses, you just absorb it and let it happen, like in this recording we just heard. But in other ones, maybe takes a whole other path of its own do you use a similar thing or just tell us about your process um i guess every song that sebastian brings to me is a story to tell and that's really what music is about and then i'm looking um at what he gives to me which is usually vocals and piano and i'm thinking to myself is there somewhere space for my own story to be told in there through the music or would that mess with his story so in this uh, song that we just heard obviously there wasn't really space for me to do my own thing and then i'm really just looking at it from the point of how can i make whatever he gave me come through the most right so it's all about storytelling whatever gives to the story i would add and then there's uh, other songs for example one that we play later um where i start with my own story actually and then it's a much more collaborative effort and we had this in i guess half the songs where um well Sebastian didn't finish the song before he brought it to me so um there was space for me to you know tell my own story a little bit obviously it doesn't have lyrics and then ultimately Sebastian puts his own lyrics on top of it but i think yeah it's it's more of a dialogue than um just somebody telling you their story and i think musically you can hear the difference in that that's really nice because since you're not working with a band, you still get that kind of relationship of feedback. You're not just someone for hire. Let's say you're <laughs> a collaborator. It's it's more than just yeah. Um, the next track we have is not what lovers do. Correct? Yes. Am I correct in that it's unreleased? That is unreleased. <gasps> when is it releasing? It will be. It will be released Friday the 10th of February. Wow. Yes. So if you're listening to this, it means we're live, but we're not live right now, but we will be live. <laughs> Wait, what's the date? It'll be the f 8th, I believe. Yes, I think so. Yeah, on the 8th. <laughs> so if you're listening to this live, it's the 8th of February. And in two days, you can go listen to this song on Friday. Yes, uh, you can listen to it on mostly all platforms, um, but just search Sebastian Prince on Spotify. And also you can... Nice hear all of the other songs that you heard so far there. And then you can also follow to get the big album release yes. in April, right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, before we play the track, a few things. Your last name is not Prince, but your first name is Sebastian. Yes. Uh, what attract, What brings your princeliness? Or is that <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, I, I thought a lot about my artist name because my, my real name which I also really like, but it's not really a name that you can uh, use professionally because it's very German and very hard to pronounce. Okay. <laughs> um, so I had like a whole list of like 100, 200 oh, names wow. Wow. that I all just brainstorm came up with. Um, and then obviously a few of that already existed uh, that I liked. And I came up with Prince because um, to me, the Prince of the royal family is something with like youth and uh, andro androgynous mm. and fashion and um, chic 
I love you know, that because <laughs> elegance. Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid is like my style icon. <laughs> 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 so yeah. I really, yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, like the the kind of Disney prince, you know, like the elegance and also the, I don't know. I, I also like the sound of it, obviously. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. I like what you're saying about youth also, because you are only 23. And yeah, I mean, I don't think people, you know, so many professional musicians that we see in the mainstream are quite young. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people really realize that sometimes. I mean, of course, we... Um, idolize youth in some sense but also to realize oh like these are basically we're kids like five years ago and now they're touring and mm -hmm. living a crazy life I, I think people take for granted that those are not 30 year old people for for example you know not that 30 is old but that <laughs> 23 is quite young maybe <laughs> um okay so we're gonna listen to this unreleased track You're listening to 107.5 FM on RTV. This is Student Radio Maastricht. And this is Not What Lovers Do by Sebastian Prince. <laughs> Track, not what lovers do by Sebastian Prince. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so that one that one goes from like hip to heavy kind of. Yes. I like that. So Freddie, you were saying before this one provided more storytelling input from yourself. So tell us about that. How'd that happen? Yeah, so actually uh, this track um We wanted to at least start one track where it's not the usual process, so Sebastian brings something. So I actually started this track with this sample. Um, it just has a very different vibe from mm -hmm. the rest of the uh, album, but it, it still flows quite nicely with it. Uh, I was super happy to produce this one, because for the first time in what feels like 
12 years could I finally work with distorted guitars again <laughs> I made so many different genres and none of them included distorted guitars for some reason <laughs> all of them all of them do you play guitars. guitar I play bass I play some guitar um I'm not on this uh, this is all like made on the computer but uh Still, the processor was just oh, like yeah. we it, love I've, distortion in this. Yeah, house. <laughs> I, I I connected to my youth there. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I personally distortion is life in my world, so it was nice to hear that. But yeah. your voice fits so well in this uh, <laughs> kind of like you could do a whole glam rock album. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one was very fun also for me to produce. Like. I got the, like, we, we were sitting together, he started to use the samples and stuff, and I was just standing, like, a few meters away, improvising melodies to not uh, distract him, recording some stuff, uh, uh, improvising some lyrics. And, um, yeah, the song started with just a sample and ended with me standing in his, in his <laughs> at his place, screaming for a half an hour into the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> There's some it? very, very funny videos about that. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was actually really disturbing. I, <laughs> it, it, I mean, now it's it's processed, it's like polished, it sounds amazing. Uh, and it, I mean, it, in the beginning, it really just sounded like some guy standing in his living room screaming. And uh, <laughs> my girlfriend was also there at times, and she was just trying her hardest to focus on her work. And oh, my God. And I never screamed. I never, like, it was so hard to get over that barrier in the beginning. Like really, at some point when you're in, you're just like a maniac, you know. Yeah. But in the beginning, you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it sounds so bad yes. too if you don't commit. You were just gathering material, and it's like, Sebastian, I'm sorry, but we need like seven more screams. <laughs> that his voice like actually dying, Had like take the next take day. Off. Oh my god. Really <laughs> <laughs> I, I know some people have to if they're doing that all the time they really have to train the technique mm -hmm. we're using technique or just raw um, rawness no i was just screaming so like <laughs> the the screams the technical screams actually are produced with the we have the vocal folds and the false vocal folds right next to them okay, yeah. and uh it's a technique where you don't use really use your vocal folds but your false vocal folds so that you don't hurt your voice yeah right uh, okay. but i don't know if i know this technique because i'm not a metal singer <laughs> usually <laughs> usually <laughs> who knows what happens Asterix. <laughs> nice okay um was this something where where is this placed in the album is it like the last track or is it somewhere in the middle how do you place a track that has like its own vibe so um, I, we already know that the album is going to be called Prince. So the last song will be Prince because it's kind of the, will be the conclusion of my story. So you can look forward to ah. that. Um, I think it will be somewhere in the middle because I think it's like part of a way anger. I think anger sometimes it is, but for me, it's really rarely the beginning or the ending. Hopefully not the ending. <laughs> um, so I think it fits uh, in the story kind of way. Yeah, right in between you were kind of mentioning like some betrayal feelings and those feelings can really sneak up on you mm -hmm. you don't always realize right away you just feel sad maybe and then yeah. like four weeks later you're like hey what the hell yeah that, that i feel that so well because yeah. i'm i'm uh i would say i'm a people pleaser at times i know the feeling <laughs> so it's i'm actually super super rarely angry like really angry I don't know. I don't really allow myself to be that. So this was also a very relevating mm. <laughs> tune in that way. <laughs> um, yeah, because I could portray anger in my way. <laughs> totally. Um, okay, so this album will be released, you said, April 14th. April, April 14th, Will yes. you do a launching uh, spectacle or will you just go live? Oh, I'm, I so I um, am posting a lot of like teasers and stuff like this on my social media uh, which is <laughs> at Sebastian Prince Music <laughs> on Instagram Very and nice. on TikTok <laughs> Sebastian Prince already existed <laughs> <laughs> but not as in music not in music just as a name and an inactive account since 10 years <laughs> how it goes always you should be able to buy um, it from yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will post some teasers some some videos and there will uh, no I will just not drop the album that we worked on for two years there will be something nice <laughs> um so at sebastian prince music yes we will tag both of you on our 
Student Radio Maastricht socials. Um, where can they find you, Freddie? Oh, my music. Uh, yeah, Glickskin music on Instagram and just Glickskin somewhere on Spotify. But it's, it's very different, right? It's electronic music and <laughs> I make a lot of different things. I think I would need like 10 projects to actually put that all somewhere. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. It it's, was amazing. It's been really fun having <laughs> you back here. And I wish you all the best. So this track that you heard just now will come out this Friday. Yes. Yeah, so that must be exciting. It's very exciting, always. Always. <laughs> so I wish you the best of luck with all your releases. And I hope everybody devours your music and gets to know a bit more about Sebastian Prince. And yeah, um, yeah thanks for being here. I love your fluid process. I just need to say, I really <laughs> love you. your intuitive process. I think it's very awesome. So just want to say that thank you so much it was really really nice to be here uh, great experience great learning for me also uh, this experience and yeah have an amazing day guys <laughs> do you guys want to send anybody off into the world with a little message for the day oh i'm definitely going to thank my family and my teachers and my friends <laughs> very nice freddy no no i'm good you're thanks. good okay <laughs> i will say have a happy day, even if it's not your birthday. <laughs> All right, stay tuned for more Student Radio Maastricht coming up next after this. And you can catch us every week on Wednesdays in the late night shift from 10 to midnight. Okay, bye. Bye.